Good morning. It's day 86. And we are walking through Sarah Young's Jesus Always Devotional. Today's April 6. And the Lord is saying, even though your journey. Hmm. Let's see what he's talking about. Even though your journey often feels haphazard, your steps are directed by me. When the path that lies before you is veiled in uncertainty, the best thing you can do is cling to me. Picture a young child walking along busy city streets with a trustworthy adult. The child may feel overwhelmed by all the sensory stimulation, fearful of getting separated and losing her way. However, if she keeps holding on to the adult's hand, she will come safely to her destination. Similarly, as you clasp my hands for help and guidance, you are ultimately safe. Though you may not know the way you should go, you do know the one who is the way. Because I am sovereign over your life, I direct your past. I direct your steps and make them sure even when they seem random to you. Talk to me, daughter. Talk to me, son. Talk with me about your uncertainty, your fear of making wrong decisions. The most important choice you make, moment by moment, is to stay in communication with me. This is how you cling to me. This is how you trust my guiding presence to keep you safe. Hmm. The Lord is speaking and he is saying that like a child that is wandering through busy streets of the inner city, of any city. Holding on to the hand of that dear parent they love, that they respect, that they honor, that they would never want to lose. He said that's what the experience of walking with him is like. Because they know that in the end, mom or dad, grandma or grandpa, auntie or uncle are going to get me where I'm going. They don't have to concern themselves with the whereabouts, how-tos, and wherefores because it is done without them lifting a hand, a finger, or any thought to what's next. Wow. Speak, Lord. Speak. Okay, so now we're going to break down the scripture. The scripture today is Proverbs 20, 24, John 14, 6. And both of those are being referenced as New King James Version. Proverbs 16, 9, the Amplified Version. And 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, New King James Version. Let's get started. So I'll be flashing through the pages. You'll hear my 
my bed moving around. Um, as I was trying to do it ahead of time, and that did not work, so here we are. Okay, so let's let's go ahead and go through Proverbs 20, 24. And it says, the very steps we take come from God. Otherwise, how would we know where we're going? Oh, and let me mention, I do read from the Message Bible at all times. So it says, huh. the very steps we take come from God. Otherwise, how would we know where we're going? There are steps that we have taken in life that God did not call us to. And we took them with misdirection. We took them with misinformation. We took them because our hearts desired something. We took them because our minds wandered to that thing or person. We took them because we wanted to take them. The one thing that we must do when operating in the spirit of God and operating as his child, walking with him and talking with him, we must first ask him permission. That goes back to that honoring situation again. Are you going to honor him? Are you going to allow him to hold your hand through the busy streets of life? Are you going to allow him to get you safely there? It says the very steps we take come from God. God is the only one that can get us where we're going because he's the only one that knows the full plan. So trust him and believe that he will get you to your destination because he knows it and he knows it well. He created the whole plan. So why wouldn't he? Okay, so let's move on to uh, Proverbs I'm sorry, John 14 and 6, which I will have to go find. Okay, 14 and 6, and it reads, Jesus said, I am the road, also the truth, also the life. No one gets to the Father apart from me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him. You've seen him. And then it goes down further on eight. Philip said, Master, show us the Father. Then we'll be content. So even though he said that he was the Father, that he was the guide, he was the gate, he was the it factor, Philip still needed reassurance of who he was. Do you need reassurance in your life of who he is to you? Do you have to have reassurance that he has your back? That he has that situation? That he even has that person? Do you need that reassurance? Because I, I, I can't lie. Sometimes I do. Sometimes, sometimes although we, we are operating in, 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 in the spiritual realm of his goodness, we fall short. And we need a reminder. And Philip needed that reminder. He needed that reminder to say, okay, Philip. Have you not seen the Father working in your atmosphere? Have you not seen the glory? I cannot do this on my own, says Jesus. I had to have the Father to do this with me. 
I'm here on his behalf, not my own. So when we think about that, hmm, ponder on that today. How do you know Jesus is the father and the father is Jesus? And would you have known, like Philip, would you have questioned? Okay. And then the next one is uh, Proverbs 16 and 9. I hope I said Proverbs and not Psalms earlier. So it's Proverbs 16 and 9 and Proverbs 20. 24. So here it goes. We plan the way we want to live, but only God makes us able to live it. So in Habakkuk 2, what is it, 2 and 4? It says, write the write the message, make it plain. Is it 2 and 2? Hold on, let me, let me get it. I want to give you the right scripture reference. Habakkuk. Back here. Give me a moment. Okay. Back here with Zephaniah and Amos. Give me a moment. I'm in the region. Yeah, I'm in the region. Okay, thank you, Jesus. Lead us, Father. And he talks about the vision. Okay, so. So, okay, it's two, two and three. And it's in the message Bible. It says, Full of self, but soul empty. And it says, and then God answered, write this, write what you see, write it all in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. The vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for, it aches for the coming and it can hardly wait and it doesn't lie. If it seems slow in waiting, wait, it's on its way. It will come right on time. Amen. Trying to find the right division. Thank you, Jesus. I think that is it. I'll look it up and, and reference it again. I believe that's it. Message Bible reads totally different than, but it says, write the vision, make it plain. Write the vision and make it plain. Matter of fact, I'm going to look on my other phone right quick before it. Right. Thank you, Jesus. I want to get this right. Okay, so it's Habakkuk 2 and 2. So it just reads different. Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he will run that readeth it. Yep. So it's two and two. So it just reads totally different in the Message Bible. And then um, the next 
verses 2 Corinthians. I'm sorry. We were in John. Yeah, we were in John. The fifth. We were in John 14 chapter. And we were in this is verse. Okay, so now we're going to Proverbs 16 and 9. I believe. If I didn't just do it. Proverbs 16 and 9. Oh yeah, we just did that. So remember, God plans, plans us, plans us all out before we get going. But He says, okay, you can write a plan, the way you want this to map out. But I know the outcome because there are detours and roadblocks and and even roadways that are too thin or too wide. That we have to go through that only he knows what we need as we're traveling those roads, that path, that journey. Okay, and the last scripture is, as I thought, 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. And it actually reads 6 and 8, 6 through 8. So it says, that's why we live with such good cheer. You won't see us droop, drooping our heads or dragging our feet. Cramped conditions here don't get us down. They only remind us of the spacious living conditions ahead. It's what we trust in, but don't yet see, that keeps us going. Do you suppose a few ruts in the road or rocks in the path are going to stop us? When the time comes, we'll be plenty ready to exchange exile for homecoming. He says, okay, we're cracked up in this place. We have to share. We have to sacrifice. We have to put others before ourselves. We have to go through this really strange situation to get where we're going. Because there's a homecoming. There's a house opening. There's a... There's a job opening. There's something that I have to deal with. If it's a job, then I got to deal with somebody's bad attitude until I get out of that job. And if it's a job, I've got to deal with um, horrendous treatment from my management. Um, if it's a job or person or place or a thing or opportunity, whatever it is, the road is rocky and the roads have roadblocks and different things that only God can see and only God can tear away those things, remove them, have his angels remove them as we go through, through. The more we spend time with him, the more he is removing them, removing, removing the angles, removing, removing, and the wide roads are becoming narrow and the narrow roads are becoming wider. And the rocks in the road become flat, smooth surfaces. And anger is becoming love and cherishing and adoration. 
Give God. There's a song, and I'm going to stop here. There's a song that we used to sing in my choir, and I'm sure some of you have sung it before. Um, it's Order My Steps with Your Word, Dear Lord. Lead me, guide me every day. Send your anointing, Father, I pray. Order my steps with your word. The more that we are in the word, a part of the word, doing what the word says, the more our steps are ordered and our paths are laid flat and smooth. Are we going to have some rocky situations? Yes, because guess what? In order for us to be refined, we have to go through some kind of fire. If you know what a diamond looks like, if you know what any kind of gem looks like, it goes through refinement, a stage and process of refinement, a stage and plus a process of being cleaned and made to look precious. Because not one woman would want a real diamond if she saw the truth of it. of how it first came out, of what it truly looks like. It would have no value in her eyes. No man would want to give smuck to their wives or queens because it, the value was not set forth in it yet. Take some time out to look at how a diamond is refined and see you as that diamond. Okay, so our words today are going to be haphazard, steps, I believe we did journey before, but we'll do it again. Unveiled, and all this is coming from the word spoken today. And guiding. Okay. So we're going to do that. All right. Let's do this. So haphazard. So for something to be haphazard is a lack of any obvious principle of organization. So God says, it often feels like it's disorganized. It has no organization. It's a, it has no order, no sequence. Steps. So in order to understand steps, it's even though your journey often feels disorganized, your act of movement or putting one leg in front of the other in walking or running are directed by me. Okay, wow. Thank you, Jesus. Then he talks about journey.
So even though your act of traveling from one place to another often feels disorganized, you're putting one foot in front of the action of putting one foot in front of the other by running or walking is directed by me. What? Okay, veiled. So to be veiled with something is to partially conceal, disguise, or, or be obscure. Hidden. So it says, when the path that lies before you is veiled, is hidden, is partially concealed, is disguised. In uncertainty, in the unknowing, I believe uncertainty, and I want to add uncertainty, forgive me. Uncertainty. In the state of uncertainness or something that is uncertain that causes one to feel um, uncertain, I think... I think there needs to be another translation for that. So it's even though your journey often feels disorganized, you're putting the action of taking one foot. I'm sorry, your action of putting one foot in front of the other, whether running or right, running or walking are directed by me. When the path that lies before you is hidden or disguised in doubt, in unbelief, in suspicion, in riskiness, the best thing you can do is cling to me. Say what? Okay, and guiding is our last word for today. I had to say, say what, y'all, because it's, it's, when you reveal the word the way God reveals the word through his truth, it's just, it's, it's very, it's very good. So guiding. Guiding means to show or indicate the way to someone or direct the motion or position of something. So, even though the journey often feels, yes, I'm going over this again because it's so good, disorganized, out of place, out of sequence, your action of taking, of putting one foot in front of the other while walking or running are directed by me when the path that lies before you is hidden in doubt or riskiness. The best thing you can do is cling to me. And then the guiding part says, my 
Direct motion of position. Okay, sorry. My way of showing you or indicating the way to you. I mean, indicating the way to my presence is to keep you safe. So it's to show and indicate the way to his presence. That's what I meant to say. Wow, this has been a great word to find. Yes, I love it when it gets intense like this. Spend time with these words. Spend time learning what the Bible is saying through definitions and spirit. That's the word to find. Wow. Wow, day 86 is mind-blowing and awesome all at the same time. And if you receive this word on another level and you are not walking with Christ, it is time. It is time. Just say this simple prayer with me. Father God, you are amazing. This word has touched me and showed me that you have the plan, the answers to the plan, and I can do nothing without you. Sovereign Jesus, the one who gave his life on the cross for me, be my Savior and my Lord. Wash this sinner clean as snow. Wash me in my mind, my spirit, and my soul. Have your way in my life. Show me how even on my journey that I can be guided through your presence, that you will clear the rocks away, that you will make the crooked road straight. In Jesus' name, amen. As always, I say, go in peace.